Hello. So I'm here today with a lovely lady called Annabelle Ross. Um, we've met and become friends recently. And Annabelle is an audio producer who also has her own podcast where she gives voice to animals so that we get a, a greater insight into their lives from their point of view. So without further ado, hello, Annabelle. And how do you feel today? Hi, Gareth. Um, today is a really good day. I feel good, actually. But also it's interesting because I was looking forward to talking to you. And so that makes it a better day because we met um, at the do, didn't we, about uh, last month in July. And we had great chats. You're a very easy person to get to know. You're a very kind of uh, warm person. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to be seeing Gareth again today, even if it's not face to face, which, which obviously would be a lot nicer and in the sea, preferably. But, you know, we can't have it all. But um, so I'm feeling good because I, I was looking forward to seeing you. So, yeah. That's oh, that's lovely. That's really nice of you to say. Thanks. I felt feel exactly the same. <laughs> so if we, um, and that, that seems such a long time ago now to me, does it to you? Do? Even though it was brilliant, it seems a long time ago. It, do, it does seem, it does seem to be fading a, a bit, but, um, but I kept the magic dust of do for quite a while when I came back to Bristol and um, kept in touch with a lot of people. It was quite frenzied at the beginning. We all kept in touch, you know, that WhatsApp we're all doing, you're on it. And it's like things all over the place, which was kind of exciting and then exhausting. <laughs> now, luckily it's calmed down. Um, and I've seen a couple of people from the D, well, and Sarah, who you know, and Matt, who you might know, but there's a few Matts and they're in Bristol. And um, so, it is fading a bit, but it's it, the do gave me so much courage, Gareth, to kind of just do stuff. I know that's such a cliche that the do made me do stuff, but it really did give me the courage. And I, I was talking to to um, Sarah about this yesterday and her husband who who didn't go because I went, and he said maybe what it is is that 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 the do creates this amazing community and i think it probably does that's the thing about it is it's kept very small and it's this community so you feel very safe and and very supported and i took that with me when i went away from it thinking yeah i'm supported by these people if i've got anything i want to to know or find out or help with i think i can ask them i think i can can um you know reach out to them and that is pretty amazing they don't they're not all going to become my best friends but um but I found it pretty powerful. And so I'm carrying that with me and I'm speaking in a slightly different language um, in my business, a more confident language. And that's really huge for me because that was quite a barrier. I haven't opened that envelope that I took away though, saying what I'm gonna change or what I'm gonna do next or what I, I haven't actually opened it. because I can't remember what I wrote and it was quite a high day because that was the day that I was on stage for two minutes. So. I was a bit hyper that day, so I can't remember. I just kind of scrawled something on an envelope and or put it in an envelope. And so, um, yeah, it, it it but it was it was great and it was really nice to meet you and it was beautiful and I'm really jealous that you live there. <laughs> Even though I just got stung by a wasp. <laughs> yeah, well, just to say, Gareth, there are wasps in Bristol as well, but maybe they 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 don't like bacon sandwiches as much as um, the Welsh wasps. Um, I think it depends what you put in it. I, I mean, we, we, you were talking about the wasp um, before um, we came online, and you know now because of the work that I, I do, like you said, I give a voice to animals, to wild animals. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of giving them a platform 
so that we can listen and, and hear about the world from their perspective. But the more I learn about these animals, so by interviewing the experts, so if I wanted to interview a wasp, I would just find a wasp expert and interview them about wasps and how incredible they are, how important they are. I haven't done a wasp yet, so I'm kind of making this up, but I know that they're important, they're important pollinators. And I very much doubt they start their day thinking, right, who am I going to sting today? I don't think they go out on a mission to sting. I think they just go out on a, on a mission for food. And then if somebody is, is in the way of that food, they probably will give it, give them a little chook. But I don't suppose they enjoy it much either. It's probably, it's probably really exhausting or, or, or yeah. really, maybe it hurts them. I don't know. I'll have to ask. I need to. You're going to have to do an episode with a wasp. And I, I don't think it was personal. But um, <laughs> when no. um, I think you're dead right about community and communities. And I sort of um, part of several, I suppose. And I do think it's super important on all sorts of levels and for all sorts of reasons. And actually, you know, it's quite lonely if you're not part of things. So are you part of other communities as well? Oh, you said the word there, Gareth, lonely. <laughs> um, I suppose I'm quite good at creating little communities here and there. Not, I'm not, I mean, I'm in a really amazing yoga community which i really love i've got a bit of a backgammon group going on here near near my house in bristol in a local restaurant which i really love but loneliness is such an, is such an interesting thing as well because um i'm not alone in thinking some days i think i i haven't got any friends mm. I, I just haven't got any friends because and then I might tell a girlfriend, she said, oh, that one. Yeah, I've been there. I go there often. She'll say, yeah, yeah I've, we've all been there. And we suddenly think, I don't know if you've been there, but. Oh, yeah, creaky. You said, I haven't got any friends. And I, I don't know what, why we think that, because um, I'm sure we've all got at least one friend. But I think what it is, is that we haven't got the friend that we want in that moment at that time. So we think we haven't got any friends. I'm trying to work it out because if, I know I've got friends, but sometimes I. I, I sort of think, what? I, I haven't got any. Why am I thinking that, Gareth? Why? I don't know. I mean, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I think sometimes, say you don't like, you know, I, I don't know if everyone's like this, but sometimes I might not like myself very much, and other times I will. So I don't know if it's linked to that in some way. Um, and also, all the people we know are so different. And even when, you know, when I talked about communities and loneliness, you can still be surrounded by people and feel lonely. So I've got no answers at all on any of this other than I just accept it can feel different at different times. But I do think it's important to be able to support people and gain support from people. So I, I think I mentioned this to you, but when I was part of Frazzle Cafe, that was superb. And I was at a real low point at the time. And just by being part of something with other people who were feeling the same, you felt slightly less alone, but that's completely different than feeling isolated. It's a different sort of isolation. So I haven't got any answers, I'm afraid, have, <laughs> but, I, but I know what you mean. You have, I think it's a really interesting point that you're saying about if we don't like ourselves. And I think that's probably what the focus is at the time. If I'm thinking, I haven't got any friends, it's maybe because why would anyone want to be my friend? Maybe that's what's going on in my head. It doesn't feel like that's what it is, but maybe there is that kind of mm. doubt of everyone else. And social media doesn't help, right, does it? So 
everyone else is having a really amazing life. They're sort of looking at butterflies or, or going um, canoeing down the Wye or they get, you know, they're all having this amazing time or they're in holiday somewhere and it's all these wonderful photographs and you think, why aren't I doing that? Oh, maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I don't want to do that. But I think, um, I think communities uh, with, they're really interesting when you have a group of people, for me, it's really interesting when I have a group of people who I don't know very well. So they're not my oldest, closest friends. Yeah. I will tell them a lot more than I will tell my oldest, closest friends. So yeah. I don't know what that's about either, but talking to strangers, there's a well-known quote about it, isn't there, about why you tell a stranger more than you tell a really close friend. So I've had some crazy conversations over backgammon, admittedly with a couple of glasses of wine as well. But the stuff we talk about, I mean, we know that it's just going to stay there because they don't, maybe that's it. They don't know anybody I know, so they're not going to take it anywhere. It's safe, gonna, isn't it? It's safe. Is that what it is? The safety of strangers and those conversations. And I really love them. And, yeah. and the other day in yoga, I've got this new kind of yoga I'm doing because I've really had to look after my back. My, I've had really bad sciatica and it's, I've really struggled a lot um, since December. And I've started this new type of yoga called Iyengar. I don't know if you know it, but you use a lot of props and it's very kind of specific and intense and I love it and it's beautiful. But I, the other day I was in a class, I've been doing yoga for about 20 years, but not this type. And I was in a class and it wasn't my normal teacher. It was a guy and he said, right, we're just going to do a headstand now. And I sat on my mat and I said, oh, I, I, I don't do headstand. Thanks, but I don't do headstand. And he said, no, okay, fine. Well, I'll get you a chair and then you just go up on your head against the wall and you can push off from the chair. He wasn't going to hear any of that from me. I don't do headstand. So because he said that and I was a bit scared, I just did what he, what he said. And I went up in a headstand and I thought to myself, I am in a headstand. I'm in a headstand. I've done a headstand. And now I always do headstand because he, he helped me do that without questioning me, without doubting me. It was so powerful and it was so empowering to do headstand because it's quite, I've always looked at it in fear at other people and thought that's what other people do. That's not what I do. And so, but then following on from that, when my other teacher came back and a few weeks into a headstand, I went up in a headstand, I came down and I burst into tears and I had to leave the room and I didn't know what to do with myself. I was, at, I was, I was weeping like a maniac. I, I was really having a bad time and I went outside in the rain with an umbrella and I was just, bawling my eyes out and I was trying to work out what it was because I'm struggling to get better and I, I realized I think that um, you know I'm really stiff I'm really locked it's really hard for me to do all these moves and I'm hoping to improve before I'm actually improving I want to improve faster than I am but of course you never do and I realized that I've sort of, I'm sort of quite locked up physically in myself because of what's happened in my life that everyone's got different stories haven't they for, for this but I but it really came to me because I was sent to boarding school and sent is always a great expression that we use us boarding school types and um, I was I went off to boarding school age seven and I think I locked up there and then I was because I had to kind of protect myself from anything I, you know i was in fight or flight from the word go because there was nobody there who was going to look after me absolutely no if anything they were going to hit me or punish me or whatever the, those sadistic teachers did and it, it was really weird and sadistic so i think i started crying and then i realized that the reason i'm so stiff is because i'm so stiff and i'm so locked up and i've been that way since i was very very little and i was too little 
to go away at that age. It was too much for me. I was just a little girl and I'm still quite short. <laughs> so I was really tiny then. And um, so, it, it, sorry, I've moved away from community into, into... No, that's fine. I mean, it's very, it's so young, isn't it? I can't even imagine it at all. And well, I just can't. I don't, I, you know, where I'm from, I don't know anyone that no, went away. No, no, no. That, that, where I'm from, of my world, there's many of us really, really messed up, emotionally messed up kids from um, from boarding school. My mine was partly to do with my, my dad being in the military and being an officer in the military. But have you you've got kids, haven't you, Gareth? Yeah, and they're massive. <laughs> they they make me look small now, and they're like nineteen and twenty three. Oh, I see. Okay, so if you can remember when they were seven. Oh, I, there's no. I mean, we moved here to West Wales when one was seven and one was three, and I, I can't even imagine it now. I'm thinking, right, okay, we're going to move to Wales. You, seven-year-old, we're going to send you away now till you're 18 um, to go and learn and be a proper young man or woman or whatever, whatever, whatever they are. No, it's 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 a really, it's a really difficult thing. But actually, in the end, I spoke to my um, yoga teacher afterwards after the class because I couldn't go back in and and um, I went in and I said I'm really sorry I just I, I, I'm all locked up and you know but it was she's so approachable and lovely that's so going back to the community thing and she said oh we've all been there we've all collapsed in a yoga class I've collapsed I've been teaching yoga for 30 years she said I've collapsed I've collapsed in tears ask anyone in this room if they've cried in yoga and they will have because your physical body is going to bring out some emotional feelings. That is an, a known fact, which makes sense, right? And so, um, and so that's what was happening to me. My, something was going on in my body that made me realize what was going on. But it's a really good thing. It was cathartic because now it's like, okay, slowly does it, Annabelle. You're not going to unlock all that stiffness, all that pain in three months because I've only been doing this type of yoga since May or however many months that is and um so it is going to take time so actually it was fine and it's okay to cry and everybody's there to support you if you do want to cry or if you just want to sit in the corner and do nothing it's okay because everyone's been there and everyone's there to help you so <clears throat> these communities are really powerful and i'm i feel really really lucky to be part of them really lucky i was i went to a workshop actually not near you but over the bridge um, near Tinsfield Abbey, you know that one? I don't know. On the way somewhere. Oh, Tinton? Tinton? Tinton, not Tinsfield. Tinsfield's here. Yeah. Tinton, Tinton yeah. Abbey. I went to one there, so that was really nice, but um, but it wasn't near enough to um, you lot up there, which would have been even nicer, but a lot further. So, um, so have you, um, all of that makes complete sense, even though I've never experienced any of it. Um, but I can't imagine it. It sounds to me sometimes, if I made a really small, minute version of that, it's when something's happened in the moment and then you you breathe out and let something go. Do you feel like, um, obviously it's a much bigger scale than that, but do you feel looser as a consequence of it? You definitely. You, you, you said locked up. You, there's the opposite. So the opposite is happening. Definitely. I feel a lot looser since that happened in my classes. It's crazy. Mm. I mean, I'm, I've got a long way to go but I feel a lot looser and a lot more confident in I'm, I'm heading in the right direction, I'm doing the right thing and it's gonna help me. And by thinking it through that day, by realizing what it was that was going on, which, which is what I think was going on, 
um, it's helping me to look at that and think, okay, just give yourself a break, Annabelle. Yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself. Don't push yourself too much. This little tiny person is trying to unravel. I'm 55 now, so it's quite a number of years. Yeah, that all sounds completely logical to me. And it makes me go back to something you said earlier about um, when you not just releasing something, but um, you were on about, you know, I said about, oh, perhaps sometimes you don't like yourself so much. I don't mean you personally, I mean us all. And then I think sometimes that's to do with the standards you set or the values you have or whatever they are. And then as a, on the back of that, you kind of realize you're complicit in certain things, even if it's out of your control. And that doesn't make you feel nice. So I, th I think all of these things are related, even though I can't articulate it properly. No, no, no. I, c I, c I couldn't agree more, Gareth. I was thinking um, because of the work that I do with the animals and talking to animals, I, I love what I do. And um, so just to, just, just to be clear, I create these recordings for about five minutes with, with different animals to give us a perspective on their world by using experts. But the more I, as I was saying, the more I do them, the more I understand animals, the more I love animals, and the less I love humans. <laughs> or even being one, just being yeah. one. Because, you know, when I, if, I, if I do, there was, like, it was sometime last week, I, maybe it was after that event at the yoga, I was feeling a bit low, you know, I know it was cathartic in re in retrospect, but at the time it wasn't easy. And I just thought, why, why, you know, being human can be so difficult. And because animals are so incredible and beautiful, and I, 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 I just want to be in their world. But then I thought, imagine if I could, you know, there's the reincarnation idea, isn't there? But imagine if I could be a, a, a really beautiful, colorful sort of tropical bird in a tropical forest miles away from humans they don't even know i exist they don't even know i'm there so they're never going to come and chase me down or try and kill me or you know the, the the weird thing that humans do killing birds killing foxes killing badgers killing now killing beavers killing you know they'll, they'll just go out and kill whatever they want sometimes and i and imagine if i was this bird and i was trying to push, picture this bird in in the, in the forest singing or being sung to and just eating fruit, picking fruit off the tree and being able to fly from tree to tree and, and joining what I now call the Dawn Chorus Choir and just having a really beautiful life. And maybe I would have a sudden death, but, you know, in the hands of a, in the, in the jaws of a jaguar or something, who knows, maybe, but it, I wouldn't be tortured or, or trapped or anything because there's no humans there to do that to me. So they wouldn't put me in a cage or, you know, do any of those things. And I was thinking, you know, it, I want to be free. I want to be free like an animal is free from, well, they have, they don't think like we are. That's what gives them their freedom. Because on the other side of that, I was thinking as humans, we spend, I think maybe this is, I do it more than others, but I don't think I'm alone. I'm, so I'm just going to put it out there is we do pretend quite a lot. Okay. I think, you know, we pretend to like someone when we don't. <laughs> We pretend to not like someone when we do, which is a really interesting one. We pretend to be adventurous when we're scared. You know, we 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 can't we can't really be honest. We pretend a lot. We we can't. I sometimes I can't let go. There are times when I want to dance like a lunatic on a dance floor, but I'm too scared. Or I want to go naked swimming, but I'm too scared, or too shy, or too modest, or too something, or too self-conscious. And so 
maybe I want to be more animal or I want to be a bit more wild and carefree and less concerned about pretending or, 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 or trying to be more, I don't know, more human and less animal. I think I want a bit more animal than human in me. Does that make any sense? Yes, but it's like being a little kid again, isn't it, where you're not so self-conscious and you're just and ultimately you're in the moment so you're not worrying about the consequences further down the line and how they reflect on you or how it's going to mess up whatever and um i think that's a very healthy aspiration and a healthy way to live and uh it's tricky but i mean that's what i try and do all the time but it, it is difficult because you know you've you've got obligations and responsibilities and you're an adult you know, family, friend, or you know, all of that kind of stuff gets in the way, doesn't it? But it's only recently I've started to put making a little bit of each day about that. And it, it it's made a huge difference, you know, of doing what you want to do. And I do it in a kind of routine. I do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. And um, one of the things that came out on our um, do chat, I don't know if you looked at it the other day, was uh, a short um, video of Charles Eisenstein. Do you know, who, do you know Charles Eisenstein? I don't. So he, he's a kind of modern philosopher, um, I'd say. And he put this really interesting um, video. He's got this really interesting video. He was filmed talking about um, how much we can do to change things. You know, how, what can we really do to make a difference? Because it is really hard these days because the, the battles seem to be so big. You know, the battle against sewage and the sea. It's just, where do you start? You know, just, just one. And he said, well, you don't need to go big. You just need to stay small. So mm. he's talking about the effects of a small gesture. So if you, so you meet up with your friend for a swim most mornings, I think, and the gesture of just being there and turning up for that friend is huge. And oh yeah, yeah. And vice versa. So yeah. Charles Eisenstein was saying, if if you hold the hand of a dying person and that's all you can do, that's all you can do. That will have a huge knock-on effect. You don't know what it will be, but it could have a knock-on effect on you, on your feelings, on the family, on the the, the sort of descendants of that person. So many, such a it's 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 a knock-on effect. It's called something else, and it's to do with um, oh gosh, um, that thing Rupert Sheldrake resonance, cosmic resonance. Anyway, I don't know enough about that, so I'm not even going to go there. But um, so I interview animals so let's say i'm doing an interview with a slug which i did do once a beautiful green cellar slug a welsh one actually from cardiff um museum and he um he, he he was so 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 brilliant this guy he was so brilliant and one of the questions i said to him was so you know as a slug you don't get the whole shell that a snail has um are you quite jealous of that he said why would i want a shell why would I want to carry a shell around all day? Gets in the way. It means I can't go where I want to go. I've got to lug this thing. He, his answer was so funny. You know, he was so brilliant at it. But if somebody might be listening to that, it might be um, a seven-year-old is listening to that and thinking, actually, slugs aren't so bad. And these ones are, aren't so bad because they live in the house and they eat your compost. So they don't eat your cabbages. So don't worry about it. But if somebody's listening to that and it affects them and they might pass that on, or they might grow up thinking, I'm not going to kill slugs with slug pellets, I'm going to think of another way to protect them. And that will mean that birds will have food. And that will mean that we'll have more birds. And that will mean we'll hear more birds. So 
it, it, it helped me to, to just say, it's, not, it's okay, I'll just do small things or talk to someone in the street. That's enough. That's enough for that day is to talk to someone in the street because the knock-on effect of that, how they will maybe change their mood, it might make them feel better, they'll go home in a better mood, that will affect their family, all kinds of possibilities, but that's what he was saying. So I think that, um, you know, we talk about the sewage things, uh, the sewage thing a lot, which is good because we need to be talking about it, but it's such a big thing to deal with. And I sometimes, I used to get very angry about it and I wanted all the CEOs of all the water companies to be jailed and not fined, but locked up until they made a difference. Um, and so, but now I just think I'm just going to do my little thing every day because I can't do those big things. I can't stop. I will support anyone who's trying to stop them. Amazing people who are, um, you know, trying to, trying to stop them do these things like, I don't know, the environment agency or the, um, um, I don't know who's working on it in Wales or the Greenpeace, maybe I'm sure they're doing something. I find them incredibly brave Greenpeace. I think they're fantastic. So. Yeah, I think um, small gestures are enough. And so every morning you're doing that for yourself, but you're doing it for your mate as well, right? So No, it's brilliant. I, I completely agree with you on the small gesture thing because it's like planting seeds. And also, even if you mention one knock-on to a seven-year-old, you don't know what the knock-on for that is. So um, I don't know much about karma, but I've read a couple of books on it. And it, I don't... Probably, I probably don't understand it properly, but my understanding or what I've taken from it is that I'm just trying to plant decent seeds and less of them. And I think it's all to do with the intent and the motivation behind it. So if the intent and the motivation is good in your actions, then they will have knock-ons and ripples and things like that. And you are basically living in a way where you're trying to make a positive contribution as opposed to the opposite. But on a slightly lighter note, what you really reminded me of then is I used to be a fan of um, a chap called Michael Franti. I am a fan of his. And he used to have a band called The Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, they had a famous song called Television Drug of the Nation probably 30 odd years ago. And on that album, he had a song called Water Pistol Man. And one of the lines in it was, I can't, I'll get the words wrong, but it was basically Water Pistol Man full of ammunition putting out fires on a worldwide mission, you should start with the fires in your own backyard, which is basically meaning instill decent values in your kids and all that kind of stuff. And those are the seeds again that you plant in. So, you know, the fact that I can still remember those lyrics 30 years on, it shows one impression he made on me. Yeah. yeah he's, a cool, he's a cool guy. <laughs> no, that's really cool. I want to look him up now. Um, I mean, the other thing, Karma, yeah, it is karma, and I, I, I'm, a, I'm a real believer in karma. Um, but the other thing Charles Eisenstein was saying is that even the effect it will have in 500 years' time, which is kind of cool, right? So that's if, why that's why less seeds. That's why I keep thinking I've got to plant less seeds, but they've got to be decent ones. Well, I don't know what I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your seeds were like before. Were they bad seeds? <laughs> well, the thing is, bad if, seeds. well, when you're planting loads of different things, it's 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 harder to understand the consequences of them as you're planting them or to to imagine them, but I suppose that doesn't really matter as long as they're positive and then they take their own course. But again, I'm not old enough yet to or wise enough to to know the sort of truth or not in that. 
Um, I don't think it's, it, 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 I don't think you need to be older or wiser to see the truth in that, because I think you're just doing, you're choosing to do the right thing where you can and when you can. That's all that yeah. it takes, isn't it? Yeah. To do the right thing that you, I mean, hopefully we all know what the right thing is. Some people don't, don't always do the right thing. And I don't understand that. I really don't understand that people who are violent or torturing well of course they're you know it's all trauma and it's all coming from somewhere isn't it and yeah um, and going back again to meditation as we were talking about earlier is that you know now i'm back on the meditation wagon and i fall off and fall on fall off and fall on because it's really you know is a commitment it's a really really it's a big but good commitment because it's really enjoyable but when i do my two meditations every day in the morning and the evening i'm definitely going to be able to spread more love for sure no i agree it's great yeah. So if you, I don't know, do you ever miss a day when you go for your swim? Do you ever miss a day? Yeah. Yeah. I went today and yesterday, but like I say, when it's a sewage thing, I don't oh, go. So what are there, do you notice a big difference in those days when you're going and you're not going? Um, I do other things as well to compensate on those okay. days. Like I spend more time in the garden or I'll read a little more. So it's like having a little, just different tools really. Mm. And some of them are a bit more potent than others. But if, if you can't use the one the one day, I use the, a bit more of the others instead. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that, it, it, yeah, I would, if I, you know, if I miss a meditation, if I'm somewhere where it really is impossible, even though my meditation teacher will say there is no such thing, because you can do it anywhere, literally anywhere. Yeah. But if I do, if I'm out on a long walk with friends all day, I'm not going to say, okay, you just leave me here for half an hour and I'll see you in the pub. Just two hours away. It's not really going to do it for me. So there are times when I, I just think it's okay. Give yourself a break. You're going to be fine. The world isn't going to fall apart if you don't meditate this evening. But don't tell my meditation teacher I said that. Um, so, but definitely I, 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 I do miss it. I know I can have quite bad days. Like I might, might shout at someone in a car, but they don't know I'm shouting. Only I know I'm shouting. So it's such a it's such a ridiculous thing, isn't it? Road rage, because only you suffer. They don't. They don't know you're shouting at them. Yeah, it's like a lot of the things we think, isn't it? But um, yeah, all of these things for me are sort of aspirational, meaning they're not set in stone. And I try just not to lose track of them. And I, I try to be a certain way into a certain thing, but I'm not going to beat myself up on you know the days I can't do things because I always come back to them anyway. So um it's been great to have a chat, Annabelle. Believe it or not, we're half an hour now. Um, so we'll bring it to a, a close. And I always ask pals, is there anything you'd like to leave us with? And don't worry if there's not. It's been a lovely chat anyway. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot that you asked that because I've been listening to your podcast. Um, I mean, I... I think I, I'd like people to, to to sort of get to know the animals a bit better because it makes a big difference. It makes life so much more fun and more beautiful. And and you, when you start noticing them, you know, yesterday I was walking to the orchard that I volunteer in and there was an abnormal butterfly on a, what's that purple flower called that they love? You know, the, oh, it's a really well-known flower. Not a foxglove. No, it's kind of um, uh, a big bush and purple flowers hanging oh um you know the one i mean um budley i was gonna say because with butt 
Is it Buddleia? I, I think it is Buddleia, yeah. And um, apparently some gardeners hate Buddleia, but anyway, the butterfly loves Buddleia. And I saw it and I walked on and I thought, oh, that was nice. And then I stopped and I turned around and I thought, no, that really is lovely. And I stealth, I was very stealth and I crept up as close as I could get and filmed it. And then I watched this film afterwards and it made me so, so happy. And I showed it to a friend and it made her really, really happy. And just for a moment. So I think just a little bit more time, you know, if you come across a fox, just spend a little time just keeping quiet and see where it's going or a butterfly or a bird or anything. A beetle, a beetle. Oh my God, really look out for the beetles. But And the wasps, if we just you know we just <laughs> we just sit there quietly they should they should leave us alone i'm really upset that you're you didn't do that whole swiping thing did you Gareth? like like no but I, I i did run away when they kept following me after stinging me <laughs> i didn't want to get stung twice i don't know if we can sting twice i don't know you think it was the same one or was it one of his friends who was like right i've got him you need to go and get him now go get him <laughs> i i don't know it was just bizarre because i was with two other people and they weren't interested in the other two Anyway, so I suppose it's to be more, be more, be more animal. Number one, be more wild animal. You know, <laughs> dance like a lunatic, swim naked, be more animal, but also um, be more observant of the animals that we share this extraordinary place with. Yeah, so. I couldn't agree more. That's brilliant. <laughs> it was lovely. Well, thank you very much, Annabel. Look after yourself and bye. Thanks, Gareth.